Colts versus Texans, a Broadway production. Let's discuss. Welcome to the Blue HQ's Week 6 Recap, presented by FarmersMarket.com. I'm Dalton, joined tonight by Ryan and Chris. Guys, this week was an absolute heartbreaker. It sucked. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, not, a good, not a good thing, man. Uh, so so I, was, I was thinking, like, I was trying to compare um, what this game was to, to like, real-life situation. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen somebody walk up an escalator the wrong way? And, and <laughs> you know they can do it. You know they can, and it's possible. But, but no matter how hard they try, they're going to end up on the bottom. Yep. And that's kind of how I felt watching uh, actually every single game this season. I have had, I've had that same feeling, but especially uh, last night kind of capped it off. You know, guys, every time I watch this team, it's like I'm watching the Broadway play of Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. Either they look like a pal football team out there on the field and they just they can't get it done, or they're a well-oiled machine. There, there is no in-between. You know, like last night, the first 48 minutes, 50 minutes of the game, they look great. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Brock Osweiler looked like the reincarnation of Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah, I mean – well. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think a little bit of that is I, I've always been kind of low on Brock Osweiler. I've had some time covering the Texans, and I've, I've watched him uh, throughout his career in Denver. I've always been low on him, but he has a very specific trend in that he sucks in the first couple quarters. But then once he kind of gets a rhythm, is, is the, the defense is getting a little bit more tired. He gets going. But – I don't think anyone expected that. I mean, it, it was sort of like a switch went off in his head in halftime, and uh, he just started making the throws he wasn't making all game. Well, that, and it wasn't all Brock. It was, uh, I mean, they, they, they're running the ball like it was, you know, this every. and I'm terrified for next week with Tennessee because they, they, mm-hmm. they can't stop an old lady, uh, you know, with a walker. <laughs> you know, if she was going through the, the, the uh, defense, they couldn't stop her. I mean, how many sure. how many missed tackles do they have on that ten yard uh, at towards the end of the game? I counted five. Yep, yep. Blue past seven guys, five actual missed tackles. Yeah, that uh, that play really epitomized what this defense has done all season. There is no containment. Everyone runs to exactly where the ball carrier is and not where he's going. Right. And it's just, I mean, they look silly. You know, time and time again this season, we've seen missed tackles, you know, ankles be broken and touchdowns scored. And at some point, whether it's coaching, whether it's veterans on the team, someone has got to step up and say, enough is enough. You know, it ends here. We may lose, but we're at least not going to look silly doing it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think a lot of the game, though, in that second half, or, well, I guess in the last 10 minutes of just terrible football, I mean, you've got to point out all the coaching things that went wrong. So, I mean, it's, it's a classic situation. If you go for it and get it, you're a hero. 
you don't get it and it's a worse decision in football. But you got to think that going up 10 points in the beginning of the fourth quarter um, on that fourth down with automatic leg Benetieri, you got to think that that's a, that's a decision that Chuck's thinking, you know, I kind of wish I would have went with the sure kick, took the 10 points, and let, let Houston, you know, you let, let your defense try and have a larger cushion than they did. And then also on that last drive um, in overtime where Andrew Luck had the opportunity to get at least in the field goal range. I mean, they got to about the 45-yard line and were moving, and then Luck takes a gigantic sack. I mean, you just got to think that there's some coaching, some some mental errors going on in that huddle. Well, first of all, who goes shotgun on fourth and inches? <laughs> yep. With there's Frank the coaching. There, what's that? With Frank Gore, you know, yeah. Frank, on the roster. Frank Gore, or, okay, uh, how how tall is Luck? 6'5"? Um, Something like that, yeah, 6'5". Yeah, he's got some height to him. Fourth and inches, you just uh, – QB sneak, you you just fall forward. You don't – Go forward. You know, that's all you got to do. Andrew Luck is 6'4", just for clarification. 6'4"? 6'4", 240 pounds. Six foot four covers inches. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Yes. No doubt. I mean, even – say Frank Gore's tired. You have Robert Turbin. You know I mean? The guy, he's not an all-star – but he can get the job done. Yep. With all this money that you put into the line and these players, you're telling me that you don't trust them to get you, you know, inches? Sure. That's that's a no-brainer. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Seahawks-Patriots game where, you know, they decided to throw a slant. On the four, on the, on the two goal to line, go. Right, on the goal yeah. line with Marshawn Lynch in the game. And the yep. interception, the game was over. I just – I'll yep. never – I mean, I get the element of surprise, but I'll never get the logic behind that. Sure. Yep, I agree. It was a it was a rough day overall. And then, you know, as as much as we like to rag on Andrew Luck for a couple of the tougher plays he made, like the bad interception, uh, kind of took a couple sacks when he really shouldn't have taken the sacks. I really can't blame the guy when his healthy receivers by the end of the game are T.Y. Hilton and Chester Rogers. And previously in the game, T.Y. Hilton had went down and came back up limping. Like, you, you can't do that. And then Eric Swope came in. He, he's, a, he's a good tight end. I think he, he did well for his coming out. But you'd like to think that Dwayne Allen might have had the big third, third down catch that Swope dropped um, on, on the drive that sort of allowed overtime to happen. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things that injuries on the offense hit even though injuries on the defense have been the story all year. Guys, real quick, I, I did want to touch on, you mentioned Dwayne Allen. A lot of people were upset that they thought they saw him take a knee during the anthem. Uh, um, for those who weren't listening or watching the game, Dwayne Allen actually kneels at the end of every anthem and says a prayer. So he wasn't protesting. He was just yep. saying a prayer. So let's just get that out there and clear that up. Yep. Good to know. And the one thing that I, I wanted to touch back on also, a couple weeks for those who a couple weeks ago for those who listen to the show regularly, I made the comment on the show, you get a game where we're not trailing by, you know, 10, 15, 20 points, and that'll be the game that Frank Gore rushes for 100 yards. Well, lo and behold, he ran for 100 yards. The only problem is, is they forgot how to pass the ball. 
<laughs> so, yep. you know, they, they got this lead and they just, they fell asleep. Technically, Dalton, he ran for uh, 99, or he ran for 100 yards and then 99 and then 106. So, so he's two rushing, 100 yards. Rushing performances in one game. <laughs> Uh, he he played well, and you know I think that's a lot of testament to the right side of the line. I mean, listen to the announcers all night; they were talking about how bad the right side of the line is. But what they failed to say is that the right side of the line has been making running running lanes for Gore all season. And then this game was a testament; he looked like twenty five year old Frank Gore falling for five yards every play. So uh, I think he did a great job, well deserved hundred yard game, even if it took overtime to get there. Well, get back there. But uh, I th- he was the, the lone bright spot for me um, in an offense that, you know, Andrew Luck got 252, but you'd like to think he would have gotten a little bit more with as bad as the defense was playing in the first half if he had just kept going and kept that rhythm up in the second. Yeah, good and Haig were the only, only, uh, only thing good about that offensive line. The rest of it was dismal. Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, guys, we can probably start to move on a little bit here. Um, just to call out for our fan of the week this week, it is Sheila Huddleston. So congratulations to Sheila on being fan of the week. And uh, don't forget to submit those fan of the week um, submissions to us to get your chance to be fan of the week next week. Cool. All right, so uh, trivia this week is uh... – how many consecutive goals has Adam Vinatieri made? How many did he make last night? Um, I believe he made three. Three? Did he make three last night? Yeah, he had three yep, last right. night. He got three. All right. Well, as always, thanks again for listening to this week's recap presented by FarmersMarket.com. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and as always, go Colts.